Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Our topic today, nurturing new members. You've gone out into the community, you've met their needs, you've told them about Jesus. They want to be a part of your Christian community. How do you nurture them now so that they can flourish? Our guest, Dr. Balvin Braham. Balvin, great to have you back on Ministry in Motion. Always a pleasure, Derek. Thank and, you. And uh, you know, this is so important. I think people, sometimes cynics say, well, you tell people about Jesus, they come in one door, of the church and they go out the other door of the church. You're talking about how to nurture new members and uh, what, what text of scripture kind of guides you in that conviction? You know, Derek, this matter of having people rooted and grounded in the faith is not something that is man-made. In John chapter, and I like this text, John chapter 15, in verse 16, Jesus said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Mm. And, and I like that. I put the emphasis there <laughs> on that last phase. Sure. Your fruit should Remain. So it's not just being fruitful, as important as that is, but having fruit that remains that or remains. lasts. And, and this is where the whole concept of discipleship comes in, because I must be discipled to be bearing fruits, and the fruits that I bear, of course, it is by the Spirit of the Lord, those fruits must also be discipled so that they remain. The, the, the whole focus, the end product, the destination of preaching is not the church. The destination is the kingdom of God. Mm. And for that reason, the church needs to preserve by nurturing so that those who come in will finish the journey mm. in the kingdom of God. You know, in reading your new book, A Practical Guide to Evangelism, How to Win and Keep New Members. By the way, uh, we've got 10 copies generously donated by Dr. Braham. We're going to give them to you at the end uh, if you're the first viewer to write from your country. I noticed, uh, Dr. Braham, reading this uh, book that you talk about new members going through certain phases or stages. It's, uh, it's important to understand a typical journey that a new member goes through. Talk to us about those phases. Yes. You know, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross from the medical fraternity way back in the 1800s, she came up with a theory that when people have to deal with sudden decision, life-changing situations in their lives, they go through stages. Mm -hmm. And likewise, when an individual comes to Christ, this is a new situation. This is a change in the person's lifestyle and, the, and people go through stages. For example, once you accept Christ, you become so passionate about it. Is that the first love is, that oh, perfect. the Bible talks about? So Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. Um, you hear Jesus talking to the church in Ephesus. You have departed from your first love, so to speak. And he's saying, remember, repent. So um, that's that first passion that, that you're that talking passion about. passion there. If Christ comes today, 
I'll I, I be ready to go home. I'll be ready, you know. So once individuals come to the faith newly, they are very passionate about it. They believe in it. They love it. They just can't get enough of it. Their life's been Passion. changed. Life has been changed. But they're going to face a challenge that, that will test them. What, what's the challenge that could lead them to feeling disillusioned? And, and this is a point now. Because once they come to church and they begin to sense rea some reality. It's a hospital, not a museum, is right? a, You're correct. <laughs> when they come to the hospital and they begin to see the other kinds of infirmities yep. within the hospital, then, then, then many of them are probably turned off. But that's not only the situation, because once they come to Christ, the devil is not dead. Mm. He has not left He's them. And you them. go back to ex Exodus chapter 14, and you see what happened back there. When the children of Israel were allowed to leave Egypt, after Pharaoh let them loose, he went back after them. And that's what the devil does. Mm. He comes back after them after they come into church. And so all kinds of things happen to them now, and they become disillusioned. Why did I make this decision? I am sorry I made this decision, especially when some members of the church robbed them very hard as well, too. I remember a young lady who'd actually left a non-Christian religion, and she became a follower of Jesus. And she was going to a Christian school. Someone started criticizing her. And, and she told me, and she's strong in the face, so you can make it through that disillusionment, right? You can make it through. But she said, I asked myself, have I left my family for this? Mm -hmm. wow. You know, she was thrown wow. out of her home. Wow. Yeah. Have I left it for this? Someone was attacking her. Mm -hmm. So that disillusionment, is that inevitable yeah, perhaps. It, it is. And we are talking here to pastors and leaders of um, churches. Right. How important it is for them to understand the stages that these new members go through and be there for them to carry them through this stage. You know, I think I'm going to do another program, Derek, on for the new members themselves. Yes. <laughs> for the new members themselves. What do they do? But disillusionment, it happens. But eventually, eventually, they get to the point of acceptance. So, from passion to disillusion to acceptance. And would the acceptance be that we're all less than perfect on a journey toward the kingdom? Is that, is that what it is? Perfect. Um, I am human. And so are the people um, around and me. And so <laughs> are they likewise. And so we're all of the same stuff. We all have our own challenges. We're all subject to temptations. And um, we're, we're, we're weak people. So I have to accept it. And now the fact is, I am now a member of this body. I'm so fascinated by our discussion, but we've got to go to the break. We're going to move beyond the disillusionment to acceptance and, and, and beyond that as we're moving, trying to nurture new members. This is a crucially important topic. Perhaps you're thinking of someone who's uh, become recently a part of your community of faith. You want to understand his or her journey, how to nurture them, how to be a blessing to them. Vitally important topic. Don't forget the free book we'll be giving you at the end of the program. Be right back with more Ministry in Motion. <music>
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, nurturing new members. As God blesses your church, as people become a part of your community, they're going to go through certain phases. And our guest, Dr. Balvin Braham, has been sharing with us. Balvin, great to have you That's with great. us. I'm learning a lot about uh, first the passion, that first love experience, and then some disappointment or what you call disillusionment, but then moving to acceptance and and what's the next phase they're, they're going through as a new member? So now after the new member accepts that I am, I belong here, the new member becomes integrated, doing things with the members of the church. So actually actively involved actively in the life involved of the church. Actively involved in the life of the church. And if I had time, I would tell you a little statistics very quickly. You know, the Gallup has been polling for quite a while now. They found that the church um, has 29% of its membership that is engaged. 52% that is disengaged and 19% that is actively disengaged. Mm. When you put it all together, you're talking about 71% of a church that is disengaged, so to speak. But here is a member now, a new member, that you don't want to be a disengaged member, but a, a member who is committed, engaged, involving in the life of the community. That is the integration stage. And then we go to the fifth stage. This is a commitment stage. And that's a deeper commitment, maybe even than in the early first love passion, in terms of commitment to being part of the community? Uh, uh, right. You could say here is a person who is now becoming a pillar okay. in the church, right. so to speak. Um, I am a member. I belong. This is my family. This is where I am. I should have been. Why were, wasn't I here a long time ago? Mm. Why am I just coming? You know, that commitment stage. These are five stages that a new member goes through. And it's important for leadership to be aware of this because as we see them come through the door each day, we have to carry them through these five stages. Mm, especially through disillusionment, right? Especially. But on into getting actively involved. Now, you mentioned in, in your book that there are four immediate needs that a new member of the church has. We need to be sensitive to, to meet those needs. What were those four Certainly. needs? Certainly. You know, the first one is affirmation. Here is an individual who has been out there for 30, 40 years in another community doing all kinds of things. Now the person comes to being a member of the church. What happens? They may lose some of their old friends, right? They may lose some of their old friends. They may also have friends who are influencing them to come back. So we need to affirm them, call mm. them up, tell them you've made the right decision. Thank God you're here. Be on the phone with them 24-7. Let them know we are praying for you. Let them know how much happy we are, how much we're happy that they accepted and are members now of the faith. And I mean, we cannot do without you. We have to affirm them, make them feel special that they are a part of the community. That's one. And I noticed that as a pastor uh, that if I learned the person's name, Oh, oh. And I could welcome them, you know, John, it's good to see you in church today. That's a form of affirmation. Definitely, definitely. You know them by name, you call them by name, you meet them, you greet them all the time. But then, you know, it goes to the next um, need that they have. And that is the need for, we said that one was? We first looked at affirmation. Affirmation. What about love? The need, before we even get to love, the new member, as this new member comes in, the member has the need for assurance. And Jesus said, I am with you always mm. in Matthew chapter 20. Um, in, in John chapter 6 and verse 37, Jesus said, whatever, whoever the Father commits to my hands, 
they, they cannot leave. I will not let them go. Mm. So Jesus, this is the assurance that they need. You're in the hands of Christ. Even Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 speaks very powerfully to them. You are saved by grace. You were so, not saved by yourself. You are here because I saved you, so I'm going to keep you. That's what they, they need so to So the know other that. members of the family, especially those who may be a little more mature in the faith, need to help to remind that Certainly. new member? Certainly. Of those Certainly. promises. Of those promises. That assurance. Uh, and, and the assurance. And then, of course, is where we find love. Show them love. Treat them with love. Give them love. And you know, in that book, Derek, there are so many ideas there of how we can share um, love to individuals who have come to the faith. Invite them home for lunch. Find out what they are able to do and what they do best. Involve them in the life of the community. Um, teach them. But, but then we're going to the fourth one now, fourth immediate need, and that is support. Mm. New members need support. Some of them may have lost family members as a result of coming to the faith. So Some may have lost their jobs. Of, um, emotional support, certainly, but even financial support? Or? Whatever physical support we're able yeah. to give them. Um, based on their needs. They're, so we are their new family sometimes. This is a new family. This is a new home. This is a new community. And so we have to do this for them. So again, those four immediate needs, which we really have to talk about, um, those new members, they need affirmation. They need assurance. They need love. And they need support. And who best to do that? than this loving community that is established by Jesus Christ into which they are now engrafted. Sounds like a very intentional strategy. It, it has to be intentional. And uh, in the last part of our uh, program today, we want to talk about a strategy for nurturing new members. Sure. But, but get us started. Why, why don't we just let it happen in a haphazard way? Why, why should we be intentional about this? You know, when you read Ephesians chapter 2, Verse 7, Jesus said, and he was talking to the church in Ephesus, and he said to them, you who overcome will be invited to paradise. Mm. In Revelation? Uh, Revelation yeah. 2, yeah. verse 7. Okay. And you know, paradise here, I see Jesus preparing a party for all of us who are going to be going home to glory. This is a party that he's preparing. And, and, and here's how I say what we need to do for these new members. Let's begin with a party. Let's have a fellowship. You know, when a person gets married, we have a celebration. Celebration. <laughs> we call it the wedding reception or the wedding party. And a person is born anew into the body of Christ. This is a moment for celebration. Let's have a party. Call them together, all the members together. We're going to cut a cake. We're going to, whatever it is. We're going to drink some champagne, so to speak. Non-alcoholic. But whatever. You know, <laughs> we're going to have a wonderful time with these new members. You know, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, I want to be a part of a church like that. Uh oh You man. know, that, that will, will show affirmation and assurance and love and support. And uh, after the break, we're going to talk about a strategy. Um, you can be part of God's plan to nurture new believers. Don't be the critic who sits back and says, well, they came in one door, they'll go out the other door. Be a part of that community that will nurture them and love them. Some practical counsel from Dr. Balvin Bram. We also have a copy of his new book, which you'll want to find out how you can get a copy. And we'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion right after the break. <music> 
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is nurturing new members. Our guest, Dr. Balvin Braham. Balvin, I want to be a part of a church that you're describing, very intentional, offering uh, acceptance, affirmation, assurance, love, and support. It, it's really caring for these new members. And now you talked about a strategy. Uh, I'm, I'm sure each church has to kind of customize this, but you start with a celebration. Yes, I did. Uh, you know, one of the things I believe, I, I, I love committees. I said that before. And if the church has a committee that is specially responsible for nurturing the new members, mm -hmm. that church will be intentional and very deliberate and calculated about the strategy that is put in place in order to help these new members to grow, not just maintain their faith, to grow their, in, in the faith. And so, as I mentioned before, you have the committee, you have this welcome party. Um, let's begin. It's going to happen in heaven. So let's start it from here. We have the welcome party. And then we attach each one of these individuals, assign them to a spiritual guardian. And there are various names that we probably have for that. But this spiritual guardian, we have to be very careful about how we do this. So each new member would have a person that would come alongside her or alongside him. How do we know how to match those well? Perfect, beautiful question. You see, we sometimes just assign individuals. Kind of randomly. Randomly. Mm -hmm. But you know, sometimes the very spiritual guardian is a source of that new member's disillusionment. Mm. And so we really need to have a profile where we're able to match personality of the spiritual guardian with this new member. So this is not something that we can do before the person even comes into the church. It is after the person comes into the church that we now are able to do our assessment, have them complete this, um, this profile sheet, and then we're able to match them with the new member. How quickly do, do we need that to happen? I mean, do we let weeks and months go by or does it, do we need it right away, someone come alongside yeah, we, we want to capture this as early as possible, but we don't want to anticlimax, so to speak. We don't want to go ahead of the game so that we match them with the wrong person. Okay. So we want to be careful okay. about it. And situations have to be dealt with um, based on their own context. We are not able to stay aside and say this is totally how everything has to happen. You know, you have to be very perceptive as you move along. But after you match them, that person has a responsibility now to find out what, what's the passion of this new member. What's the need? What are the needs of this new member? You know, so as to help to get this new member integrated in the church. Because here's one thing we want to do. We want to involve them. To use their skills, use their talents, you, to identify their spiritual gifts. And here's now where we're going to have small groups. And we're going to attach each of them into a small group where in that small group, they will be able to identify their spiritual gifts and utilize their spiritual gifts as well within that small group and then outside of the small so group. So the spiritual guardian would be a member of the small group as well? Would be a member of that okay. small group. All right. right. So whether a, uh, a little 12-year-old boy or a 96-year-old year year. lady, <laughs> yes. each one needs someone. Each one needs someone. Just looking out, yeah. noticing if they came to church, but more than that, getting them involved in a small group, getting them involved in, what about ministry? How long should they, should it be before they actually start getting involved in, in reaching out to others? Before I talk about that, Derek, let me just mention this. There are many people in our, in our churches who are walking to the kingdom lonely mm. and alone. 
They come to church every week, but after they leave church, many of those individuals, they go home and they cry. Mm -hmm. I just had an experience of a lady who spoke to me recently, um, and for years she would go home and cry every Sabbath. No support at church. Nobody cared. And people thought she was happy. We want to be sure that as we create and nurture individuals for the kingdom of God, that we want to make them happy, sure. connect with them, develop social relationships with them, because the ultimate is the kingdom of God. So we do that, but we're gonna put them in a Sabbath school class. Uh, we wanna make sure that they study their Sabbath school lesson. But we also want to be sure that they're in a class where they're studying for at least three months some special topics, Bible topics about forgiveness. New members coming need to understand forgiveness. Some of them need to probably let go, like many of us in the church for years cannot let go. But as they come in, we need to teach them how to let go. So their learning doesn't stop with it their baptism. It does not stop at baptism, really. So we carry them through the whole process um, uh, in their small groups, uh, work along with them, because eventually we want to involve them. You asked a question about time. I don't know if we're able to establish a timeline and say it should be one month or two months. People grow at different pace and people come in with different level of maturation. We have to be able to understand that and to work along with them. Dr. Balvin Braham, you've given us 10 copies of your book, A Practical Guide to Evangelism, How to Win and Keep New Members. This is life-changing. I had the privilege of writing a book review on this book. And if you, he has generously offered 10 copies. One, if you're the first viewer from your country to write to us, feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. We have a copy especially for you. We wish we could give thousands away, but we're going to give 10 away. We hope you'll be one who'll write to us. Dr. Balvin Braham, you have poured your heart into this book. It's uh, touching a lot of lives, but as we wrap up, what would you say to someone who says, I want to be a person used by God to care for the new members of, of the church? You know, Jesus said in Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, the Lord said, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he says, I have a future for you. Part of God's future for every one of us who is a member of the church is to be a spiritual guardian mm. for those who have just entered the faith. Mm. And so we as members of the church must be involved. It's not for the pastor. We're joining alone. God in what he's doing. So we have to. And so it is so important that we spend time together as members and leadership of the church to ensure that those who come to the faith newly, that they remain as Jesus said. Amen. Dr. Balvin Braham, thank you for joining us and thank you also for joining us for Ministry in Motion today. Don't forget to write for your copy of the book, feedback at ministryinmotion.tv, at the website ministryinmotion.tv. Lots of great resources for you too. W what a wonderful blessing to be a church that nurtures new believers. We hope you'll do that. God bless you all.